Business Class is brought to you by the Tourism Academy, harnessing the power of science, business psychology, and adult education to advance the tourism industry and build sustainable economies. Learn how to engage your community, win over stakeholders, and get more visitors at tourismacademy.org. Steve Ekstrom, host of the Business Class podcast from the Tourism Academy. And today's guest is none other than the fantastic, famous Fred Dixon from NYC and Company and newly appointed chair of Destinations International. Welcome to Business Class, Fred. Thank you very much, Stephen. It is an honor to be here. And I wish I'd been here sooner. So thank you for having me on. So when you were younger, what did you want to be when you grew up? Oh, that's a good question. Well, you know, um, I mean, you and I have known each other a long time. You probably know some of my story. Um, you know, I grew up in the business, actually. My family runs a small hotel in Gatlinburg, Tennessee, which my mom still runs to this day. She's been the GM for 53 years. So I grew up in the business, not really thinking about working in the business. I wanted to be an attorney because my uncle was an attorney and he was a bit of a hero to me on some level um, until I realized he was a bit of a he was a bit of a unicorn in that space. Not all attorneys um, are Matlock like he was. And uh, so I, I decided that at the last minute not to go to law school and uh, came home and fell back into the family business and ended up in um, the Convention and Visitors Bureau space in Gatlinburg. And sort of the rest is history. I fell in love with this side of the business. I mean, we talk, it's interesting. We, we just had a conversation this morning internally about how you know, most of us got into this business by by happens chance. You know, you don't necessarily know about the DMO space per se coming up in school, um, and um, and I think that, I think we have a real opportunity there. But but for me, it um, it was the best thing that could have ever happened. I mean, I found my life's joy early, and um, and I've been fortunate to to really make an, a, a solid career out of it. What has been your best day at work? Oh my goodness, my best day at work. Um, you know, I mean, I think I think most of them are best days at work. I mean, I will say not to not to be a cop out. Um, you know, I I really enjoy the work that we do here every day. I enjoy my colleagues. Um, you know, having worked in New York, I mean, it is such a remarkable community here of people that really support each other. Um, this community, I think, is unique in that way. Um, you know, I think, gosh, I don't know if I can point at one single day. I mean, there's been so many moments, right? There's been highs and lows um, throughout my career, certainly here in New York. I mean, I've been, the, I'm coming up on 10 years this fall as CEO, um, 15 years with the organization, which is hard to imagine. Um, but, um, but there's been a lot of good days. I don't know if I could pick one, to be honest. When did you realize that you were making a difference? I think there's been quite a few moments, you know, that that's what keeps us going, right? That's what makes us want to continue to do the work that we're doing. Um, I think, you know, there are moments when you see people enter our industry, when they first come in contact with our organization or, or first start to work with tourism. Um, and they, you know, next thing you know, you blink your eyes, it's five years later, and they're now serving on your board. Um, you know, the, the pipeline uh, that tourism offers for businesses to to excel, to succeed, to build, uh, to become engaged, to find new audiences um, is enormous. And, um, and it takes work. It takes, I think, a lot of coordination uh, between uh, CVBs and community. But there is so much potential and opportunity here. And I think 
you know, the, we make tourism makes such a positive difference in individuals' lives and business lives um, across the community that um, you know there are just countless examples of that. I, I look at our membership and I look at our partners, um, and I see so many folks that you know we've come up in the industry with that have built lives and families um, out of this industry, um, and they continue to do great things and mentor others. There are, I think, continuous moments of, of give back and, and recognition that uh, would be hard hard to to, um, to answer just one. I'm going to have to start making journal entries so I can give you better answers on those examples. But there are countless. There are countless. So what would you say are the three greatest skills that one needs to be in a role like yours? I think, uh, I think. To be a successful CEO, certainly in today's world, um, requires, uh, I think, uh, a lot of uh, compassion. I think compassion for others. I think compassion for the work, compassion for the struggles that we all go through. We certainly know the toll that the pandemic's taken on mental health, for example. Um, and I think I think we have to be compassionate. I think empathy is an important one as well, understanding the positions that others have and where they come from. I think being strong, I think the strength of character and the strength to stand up for what you believe is right um, is really important. I mean, every day, uh, you know, you're, um, you know, you you have a you have an opportunity for your morals or for your character to be challenged in one way or another. Um, and so, you know, we have tremendous responsibilities as leaders in this industry to set examples um, and to be leaders and to stand up for what is right. So for me, it's very much about empathy. It's about compassion and it's about, I think, strength of character. How do you balance your stakeholder groups? You know, you're, you're beholden to the community, you're beholden to elected officials, you have a membership organization. How do you balance all of that? Yeah, and, and you see that very clearly, right? You've had insight into all of the, the, the pieces of the business. Um, it's a puzzle. It is definitely a puzzle. I mean, I think as tourism boards or CVBs um, or DMOs, you know, we ha we do have, uh, you know, a variety of stakeholders. I mean, the members are at the core. Um, you know, they're certainly, you know, paying their dues. They're engaging in your programs. They're keeping, uh, you know, keeping the, the, the programs alive and moving. Um, and then, then you have obviously government and the stakeholders, which are key, not only to funding, but also to, you know, political support. Um, and keeping policy and dialogues uh, or dialogues around policy moving. Uh, those are certainly key. Um, you know, we increasingly have stakeholders in the business community outside of tourism and hospitality, outside of our membership that have stakes in the greater community. Um, and it is a balance. It's a constant balance. And I think you have to stay true to your mission. Um, I think you have to have a clear understanding of, of who are your top priorities in terms of um, your focus, because it can be very easily to be easy to be distracted. Um, we, on one hand or another, we serve all of those communities, um, and and it, and it takes a while to really grasp that at its fullest. I know a lot of my colleagues, when they come into the organization, um, and we tell them, you know, it's going to take a moment for you to onboard and to really fully get a grasp of the breadth and depth of the work that's done, because it touches on so many um, segments, and um, and, and it, it is on average about a year for folks to really fully comprehend um, everything we do, from the licensing work we do for other city agencies, um, to our partners in the trade, both on the media and convention side, and obviously the leisure travel side, uh, our partners in the media, uh, our marketing partners, our content creators, 
um, you know, the vendors that we use that that uh, help us run our programs, our members, um, government at every level, local, city, state. Uh, of course, in New York, we have the five boroughs. So you have leadership in every five borough, uh, in each one of the five boroughs. Um, and, you know, so there are a number of stakeholders that we have to, to keep um, keep in touch with and communicate with. Uh, and it, it is, uh, to me, that is some of the most exciting work. It requires, I think, uh, a real focus on balance of messaging. And, um, and, you know, it certainly keeps you on your toes, I will say that. What do you think is the biggest area of opportunity for destinations? We live in complicated times, right? You know, I mean, there's a lot of dialogue. You you were in, with us in Dallas last week at DI. Um, you know, there are, you know, it's it, you could say on one hand, it's the best of times, it's the worst of times. You know, travel is recovering nicely in, in many regards. Um, you know, here in New York, we're about 92 to 94% back in terms of volume of visitors overall this year, if the forecast holds through the end of the year, which I think it probably should. Uh, domestic travel is strong. We've got a little, little area of, of growth um, in, um, in the international category. Um, but, you know, we have a lot of challenges domestically when it comes to, you know, divisiveness and politics. Um, you know, our nation is, is becoming increasingly divided in ways that are just um, shocking and surprising on, on many levels. Um, and I, I think these are the issues that we're increasingly having to re- having to reckon with. I mean, Ellie Westman from uh, Westman Chin from Madison, uh, visit Madison, who is chairing the foundation now. Um, and is a dear friend of mine, she and I worked together in the nineties, you know, we were talking the other day and she said, you know, I would never have imagined that the debate around abortion would impact my work in tourism, but yet here we are. And, and this is, this is where we find ourselves today as politics is increasingly colliding with our everyday lives. And so I think there are a number of challenges on our plate um, that we have to address today. You know, we we in the industry are firmly anti-boycott in terms of, you know, we don't like the policies of one state. So, so we're not going to say don't travel there because that hurts small businesses. It hurts our colleagues. It hurts some of the same people that we're looking to help. Um, so I, I firmly agree with that policy and, and position. Um, but we have to find ways to increase dialogue and we have to find ways to uh, find compromise. And so I think, you know, when you and I were starting in this business, it was about butts and seats, right? I mean, we used to talk about how do we sell more tickets? How do we sell more burgers? How do we book more hotel rooms, book more, um, you know, theater tickets, whatever the case may be. Um, but today it, it is uh, about all of that still and more, right? Balancing issues, um, increasing concern about the environment. Um, you know, there is not an RFP that we work on here for a group, um, especially in the international space, that doesn't ask about sustainability and climate policy, um, both at the facility level and the city level. So, you know, there are, and much of those issues are out of our control from a policy perspective, right? We're not setting policy for uh, for, the, for the city at large uh, in these areas. Um, so, you know, we have to be advocates. Um, and that list of advocacy is growing longer by the day. Um, and we have to recognize, you know, what we can do and what we can't do, um, maximize our resources and our messaging opportunities to try to make the industry better and stronger and more resilient. Because these issues, you know, they may be, uh, you know, tilted one way today, they could certainly tilt back the other way tomorrow. So, you know, we have to be thoughtful about our work, um, keep, keep the eye on, you know, what is best for our community, um, increasing economic impact for our members, um, making sure that we're doing the right thing in terms of serving 
traditionally underrepresented communities um, and, and trying to spread economic prosperity as far as we can. There, to me, some of that work is, I think, some of the greatest work we'll ever do in the sense of its impact, its legacy, um, the way we choose to spend our time and, and resources, um, and you know, how are we going to leave this world a little bit better than we found it? So um, those are things we never thought we'd have to reckon with. Um, but I also believe that we are put in a place and time for a reason, oftentimes. And I think our, our lives paths have brought us, to, brought us to these places and, and we have to rise to those occasions in terms of how we help hopefully leave the world a little better than we found it. What would be your reason then? My reason for getting for up every rising. day? Yeah. Or, yeah, for rising. Yeah, I, I think, you know, I think we're lucky to have the jobs that we have to work in this amazing industry because you do, you asked me earlier about, you know, was there one day that I saw the impact? And, and it really is almost every day. You know, I mean, I think there are so many opportunities that we have to, to make a difference. And, and if we're doing things the right way, hopefully, um, you know, you will see those results in the short or the near term. And, and we do see that. And, and I, that's a credit, I think, to everyone in this industry, I think to my colleagues, um, I'm just the one that gets to sit in the seat at the moment and help guide the ship. But there are, are it takes a whole team to, um, to do this work. And, and I'm fortunate to have colleagues that, that have a great compass and that want to do what's right by the community. And so I never have to second guess their decision-making in, in, in all of those regards. And so for me, it, it is, it is literally, you know, what, what, uh, you know, what do I get to engage in today? I mean, this morning we, you know, we, we got the launch restaurant week at a, a great small business in, um, in, on Flatbush Avenue in, in the heart of Brooklyn, um, that had gone through a horrible fire. Um, you know, obviously went through the tough times of the pandemic, like every other restaurant in the city. Um, and it has bounced back, uh, and serves delicious barbecue, by the way, if you've not been to Morgan's on Flatbush in Brooklyn, I encourage you to do it. Um, and we were able to bring all the press and media, um, and a number of content and influence content creators, influencers there with the mayor to launch restaurant week today. And, you know, it was moving for them. You know, I mean, they, they saw the benefit of hosting and helped us create, launch this program. And, and that's the kind of work that you get to do in a DMO each and every day um, that, that we never take granted for. We were never take granted. We never take it for granted, I should say. Who do you look up to as a mentor? Oh my goodness. Um, you know, we have a number of them, I think, in our industry um, at every level. Um, I think there are folks that we've worked with over, you know, uh, throughout our careers. Um, you know, there, there are I've learned a lot from from so many people. And, and, you know, you take and you give from every relationship that you have. Um, you know, I worked for Butch Spearden in Nashville in the mid 90s. Um, Butch just retired um, and we got to celebrate him a little bit last week at DI. And uh, there are so many of us that went through his shop. And, uh, you know, I learned how to take every situation uh, to the fullest, um, to not take anything for granted and to remain scrappy, which I think has really benefited me here in New York in, in a lot of ways. And he was a tremendous mentor to me. Chris Thompson, Brand USA, has been a great mentor. Elliot Ferguson in Washington has been a great friend and mentor. Um, we support each other. Martha Sheridan in Boston um, is very much the same. Brad Dean in Puerto Rico, Julie Coker in San Diego. A lot of my DMO colleagues, um, I had breakfast this morning with 
Burkhard Kiker, the head of tourism in Berlin, who is a who is a I think a visionary and uh, also inspires me. Uh, Invert Dumini in Cape Town, South Africa. Uh, he and I have supported each other throughout our careers uh, and learned from each other. Uh, and and again, I mean, we're so fortunate to work in this industry and to have this exposure to meet these great leaders. Um, and I, I take inspiration from from just about each and every one of them. How would you like your staff to describe you? Oh my goodness! In positive terms, hopefully. Um, you know, I think. You know, uh, look. I mean, this sounds really trite, and I know it's on T-shirts today, and I should have one on probably. But um, I, I would hope that people would see me as an advocate for kindness. Uh, I think our world needs more kindness today, and I think it's such a simple principle. But if we just treat each other in this world with kindness, I think so much more good will come. Um, I've, I've tried to be a good steward for this organization and hopefully they see that. Um, I've tried to be fair um, and uh, judicious in my decisions that I've made um, and, and really support my team. And, um, and, you know, I hope at the end of the day, they just say that he was a good guy. Is there anything you'd like to ask me? Yeah, where are you today? I am so envious of this nomadic lifestyle you've adopted. I've not had a chance to really talk about it. I love that you did this. It has been a great adventure. Although I found out this morning, or I realized this morning, the solar panel from my roof had gone missing while parked at the valet in Dallas. Oh, no. What, what, is, what do you think that means? I am. Yeah, it, it's gone. <laughs> it was there. It's not anymore. Um, I'm in Texas still uh, on a lake. And uh, it was Women's Weekend here at the campgrounds. So there were a lot of handsome ladies around uh, okay. who were a, an absolute delight. I and love that. Yeah, they were, they were quite fun. Um, is there anything I didn't ask that you wish I did? Um, no, I mean, look, I, I think, you know, one, congratulations on your success. I'm proud of the work you do. We don't get to see each other very much or interact, but I am. I follow you from afar, as you know, and I'm super proud to know you and to to see you do well and to find this happiness, which you seem to have found, which I think is wonderful. And uh, when it's medication, one, Fred, it's medication. Like, <laughs> hey, look, we do what we got to do. No questions. <laughs> no questions asked. Um, it's a complicated world. Um, but uh, I think. Um, you know, I, I want to thank you for for doing the work that you're doing. I think it's terrific that you're getting to spread what you learned here in New York, and you worked as hard or harder than anybody here uh, in growing your business and having an impact. And you've made it into a career that is helping others. You're getting to see the world and traveling around. I'm, I think it's so cool, um, and uh, and I'm, I'm excited for you. And you need to come back to New York and see us at some point. We'll have to find a good parking spot for that. I was just thinking parking <laughs> might be a challenge, but I'll come, get, I'll come get you in New Jersey. Oh, fantastic. Uh, stick around for just a second. Is there anything that, uh, or if folks want to learn more or stay in touch with you and NYC, uh, NYC Tourism? And I do it all the time. Yeah, we just rebranded in March. Um, new My Scene Company was our name, obviously, for 25 years. And the new rebrand, New York City Tourism and Conventions, or just NYC Tourism for short. Yeah, absolutely. Check out our new website, which just relaunched. Um, so thank you for that little plug. It's nyctourism.com. I encourage you to check it out. Anyone that wants to drop me a note, it's, it's fdixon, uh, D-I-X-O-N, at um, nyctourism.com. Feel free to reach out if I can ever help.